0: My name is Al Gordon, and as
1: always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, it's another edition of Tell Al Tuesday, and I've asked Ron to be on the show with me. Now, Ron was supposed to be on the show with me a little over a year ago, but unfortunately at that time period, I went through like a massive surgery, and I thought I would be back in the saddle pretty quick, but unfortunately, my body didn't cooperate, so I was out of the saddle for like, I don't know, about three months or so. And Ron was on the rotation to be interviewed, and I was looking forward to, to speaking with him but I missed my opportunity I did I totally missed my opportunity but on today's show we are both in luck both you and I are in luck because I've got Ron on the show today and what we're going to do is we're going to get into his mind we're going to find out how an engineer Started a career, spent 21 years in that career, left that career, became a consultant, spent some time doing that. Then he ran three startup companies overseas. And that was the about the time, I would say it was around 2001, according to Ron, he retired himself. But instead of being retired, he went and designed and built a brand new auto body shop, ran that for an additional 10 years, decided to retire again in 2012. But then... He worked for a fiber optic company for six years, and that culminated in his third retirement in 2019. Now, the one thing I haven't told you is that Lifestyles Unlimited came into his life. And that occurred in 2017. See, Ron joined Lifestyles Unlimited in 2017, the same year that I joined Lifestyles Unlimited. And the reason both of us joined the organization is we both had a retirement problem. Now, if you've heard my backstory, my my backstory is way, way different than Ron's. So what I want to do is I want to bring Ron onto the show. I want you to get to know Ron, and I want you to understand why Lifestyles Unlimited played a part in in all of this interesting stuff that he's done through his life and we're actually getting going to get into some of those business models that he actually operated and maybe we'll do a compare and contrast thing so with no further ado ron welcome to the show i'm i, I would welcome you back but i mean i wasn't there the first time so i i just would have to say welcome to the show and i'm glad you came back for a second opportunity how you doing ron
2: i'm doing well great uh, thanks for having me having me again and uh, look forward to talking to you today.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a blast today. So, it, did I get the backstory correct? I mean, you, you worked in corporate America for like twenty-one years. What what did you do initially in corporate America, and how did you wind up in corporate America?
2: Well, I was I was uh, I graduated from college. I'm an electrical engineer, and uh, I, I, had, I was as interesting as I had a professor the senior year that uh, that came into uh, the senior design class and said, "I don't know what you guys are all doing here." He said, "There's going to be." a few engineers out there in the whole country that are making chips, and you'll just put all those chips together. So I don't think you could really need to have this. So at that point in time, I decided I really needed to get into management as quick as possible rather than being an actual uh, engineer. And so I ended up taking a job with the phone company and rose up fairly quickly and, and I ended up being there uh, 21 years. I had almost every job in the company I was not a not a doctor in the company, nor was an attorney, but I pretty much had every other job there was. I didn't quite make it to vice president and that's why I left after 21 years. So I, I after I was there, I decided to, uh, I needed to have, I, well, even though I'd had sales teams, I needed to have the experience to run a NASDAQ company. Of uh, it's it's six weeks in the quarter, I've received 21, 25% of my object quota what do I need to get there? So I went to work for a company um, actually in Plano, Texas, um, selling large pieces of equipment, and I uh, was trying to learn that that business from them. So I was there for a few years and um, went on. So that's what I did up, up until about 1994.
1: Wow. Okay. So in 1994, did, did you make a career change at that
2: point? A little bit. Uh, I pretty much at that point in time, I went into consulting, uh, mainly telecommunications, um, also a computer and some other stuff, and did a bunch of consulting gigs um, in various locations and um, um, helped out a whole bunch of people in different kind of different industries.
1: What were you doing for retirement during that time period? And, and if anything, were, were you really engaged in the retirement piece or were you focused on other things?
2: I uh, wasn't really engaged. You can only play so much golf, and you can only go to the gym so much to do that. So you pretty much became bored. So um, after I came back from um, uh, being in the Netherlands, I, uh, I, 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 one of the projects that I used to do is I used to rebuild cars. So I had a kind of a friend that I thought we could become a partner, and he was the ICAR instructor in the state. So we decided to build a new auto body shop. So um, I ended up uh, uh, putting together a three million dollar project to build 26,500 square foot auto body shop on two acres of land. We started in 2002, opened in 2003. Um, we did that for almost nine or ten years and sold the business in 2012. Uh, the insurance industry kind of changed, so that was that was actually a lot of fun doing that business uh, at that point. And then I did the same thing again. We retired for the next time. And then I got bored again. So I I found this company that uh, was willing to have me help them out. And I was building uh, fiber optic networks in the Phoenix area all over. So I built 400 and some uh, sites into uh, Verizon sites and a whole bunch of other projects. And uh, during that time, uh, you know, I was getting ready to retire. And Uh, That's when I found Lifestyles in 2017, but I did retire in 2019, and uh, at at that point in time, I was starting to do the same thing, work out at the gym, uh, play golf, but I got bored again, so um, I became a score mentor at that point in time, and uh, what that does is that's a part of the Small Business Administration volunteer position, and I basically help Uh, People start new businesses, and I'm I'm a mentor. I I talk to either about four to eight people a week uh, about how to get started in the business. We help people with existing businesses, but because of my expertise, I tend to get all of the ones that are starting new businesses. So even to this day, even though I retired three times, I'm still really not retired yet, Al. (laughs) okay,
1: it's it's funny you you mentioned you've retired yourself three times. W- was there a problem other than being bored with being retired the first and the second time? I mean, what were you doing for income during those retirement periods?
2: Um I really wasn't really really wasn't doing much for income during that time. i had i had I had quite a bit of money uh, saved up, so it wasn't really a, much of an issue. My wife also worked. Uh, my wife was a program manager. Um, during some of those periods of time, she was making a lot of money. So, <laughs> some of her projects, they paid her a whole lot of money to build these huge data centers and stuff like that. So um, it was it, we were in pretty good shape during that time. So it wasn't super critical that I go back to work, but I got bored. So I went back okay. to work. So, so going
1: back to work was more more for Ron is for Ron's psyche, Ron's mental health, Ron's ability to do things. Because after all, you're an engineer. You you can't take an engineer and stick them on the golf course and expect an engineer to be happy. Is
2: is that a fair statement? <laughs> That's pretty much right. That's pretty much right. You know, I love tinkering with stuff, and I have a big, I have a big wood shop and a metal shop in my house. My wife says we happen to have a shop with a house attached, so. That's her description of our house. So, um, I, I have all this equipment and everything else. So I do all kinds of projects. Um, she has a lot of uh, single women friends, and so I'm also the surrogate husband for all them. I do eight thousand projects for all of these ladies, also.
1: So you're 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 pretty engaged in your retirement life. I mean, you're you're helping other people. Is that a passion?
2: Yes, it is. It is. I like I like doing stuff. And I like helping other people.
1: So how, do, how did this Lifestyles Unlimited organization fit into your retirement destiny?
2: Well, you know, when I was working at that fiber optic place, I would leave work early on Tuesdays and Thursdays to go to the to the gym, and I would listen to Dale Wamsley's radio show on the radio. I, there are three radio channels I'd be flipping between, and his show was on during that time from two to three in the Phoenix. And so I kind of heard what he had, so... During that time, he mentioned that there was going to be a uh, show in uh, Phoenix uh, that they were going to uh, have a, a free workshop. So I I thought, well, that'd be great. I'll bring my wife along and we'll go, go hear about that. So this was like two months after I'd started listening to him on the radio. So she she went along and we attended and we um, she's pretty much a skeptic. So we <laughs> we made it past the first uh, session and went to the Freedom um Free, uh, financial Freedom Workshop, and uh, she was, was interested, you know, enough in that that we actually became full members in the um, uh, as a preferred investors and, and did that and started from there. And the, 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 what lifestyles showed to us was that we had, you know, I had this pile of money, and in uh, my my and her view, was we were just going to start retiring, and that pile of money was just going to slowly do from down to nothing. And then hopefully we were going to live long enough that we could, uh, you know, be able to survive with that. And so Lifestyle looked like it had the uh, opportunity to correct that problem, and it has. So we're very happy with what's happened in the last six years.
1: So over the last six years, you took a big bag of money and you repurposed that bag of money into real estate assets. Do I have that correct? That's correct, Al. Okay, and and with that, those real estate assets, what are those assets doing, Ferry? Are they providing you cash flow? Are they providing you equity growth? What, what exactly are they doing?
2: Um, what, first of all, how we got there, we, uh, we had a, quite a bit of money that was sitting in cash, so we started investing that money fairly quickly. We also had some money in uh, 401K, and so because of, I didn't want to pay, the, we, I was beyond 59 and a half, so there was no issue with the penalty but just the tax because you're being taxed at an ordinary income rate. We slowly started taking that out. So in 2017, we took out maybe 25% of the 401k money, took out another 25% in 2000, uh, excuse me, uh, 2018, and did the same in 19. We have a little bit of money left in the 401k and then started slowly investing from there. You know, Ron, there there are
1: people listening to you right now that are are screaming at the radio going, Ron,
2: don't touch the sacred
1: 401k. Don't do it.
0: But you did it anyway. When we come back from the break, we'll find out why. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook stay up to date on upcoming events market trends member stories featured podcasts real estate wisdom and more you can even join us a couple of times a month as we go live with our case study events right on facebook from the comfort of your home get online and get in the know turn listening on the radio into participating in the community like and follow lifestyles unlimited on facebook today Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
1: My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Ron, and together we are working on your financial freedom. And if you're just joining me, you've really missed a lot. What you should do is you should go to lifestylesunlimited.com. Check out the radio tab. Now, depending on how you get there, it might say radio, it might say podcast. It doesn't really matter. They're, they're really kind of the same thing at that point. Click on that tab, and you will see all of our radio shows repurposed as podcasts. So if you missed the first part of the show, just give us a day to, to let all of our production engineers do what they need to do, and they will get you that content. So what have you missed? Well, you've missed out that Ron is a very successful real estate investor. You also have missed out that Ron is an engineer by trade, but he's done all kinds of things that have nothing to do with engineering. He's actually served as a CEO for multiple organizations. And during his time, he made really good money, and he put a lot of that money into the sacred 401k. Now, Ron, before we went to break, man, you dropped a bombshell on the audience. You said that, I think it was 2017, maybe it was 2018, you actually tapped into that 401k. You took 25% out, and then the next year you took 25% more out. Ron, there are people listening to us that think you have lost your mind, brother. What, tell, me, tell me, why were you doing this?
2: Well, first of all, the 401k is not a great investment because of the fact that everything that you – get paid out as an ordinary income. So what we decided was is that you would miss all of the opportunities of having real estate investments um, by not, uh, by having, you know, investing in the 401k. So we slowly took it out to spread the, spread the pain of paying the additional ordinary income on top of our earnings during those years. And then uh, uh, went ahead and reinvested. And since then, for example, last year now, we sold a bunch of properties. I had about three quarters of a million in in uh, capital gains, and I paid no income tax at all. And it's because I got everything out of the 401ks, and and went through and uh, just just put it in directly in directly owned um, real estate uh, because of the depreciation advantages going forward. Most of those pieces of property that I have. They did what was called a cost segregation study. And what that does is accelerates the depreciation from the normal twenty-seven and a half percent of years to spread the depreciation. Because you've got things in the apartment complex that actually depreciate faster. You know, the carpet is not definitely not going to last 27 and a half years. You know, the painting and the uh, asphalt parking lot is not going to last. And so you've got all these things that get advanced and it shortens down the time that you have. Uh, for all of these assets to be depreciated. So you end up getting up a pile of depreciation that you push forward each year. And by keep reinvesting all of the capital, you you um, hopefully will keep ahead of any money that you make or when you sell, and you won't pay any taxes going forward. So it falls into the category of defer, 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 when you keep buying the properties and stuff. And then eventually you, you're the last one to die. And then the advantage of that is, in the current tax structure, is that uh, it goes into your heirs, and then they get to start the depreciation all over again and keep studying the program again, defer, defer, and go through that whole thing again. So that's my two cents on um, why, why we did that.
1: I, I think it makes perfect sense. Um, what, can I, I'm going I'm to ask you an off-the-wall question. What's your alma mater? I mean, where did you go to engineering school?
2: I went to the University of Minnesota and then I also have an executive MBA from the Harvard Business School. Did did they teach you any of this stuff in those degree programs? Uh no, there was a little bit of stuff like that when I went to Harvard in there but not a lot of it was covered. Uh, um once again, but once again, if you're an engineer, the big advantage is you're pretty good at solving problems. And so this was another problem and you just solve the problem. so over time you recognize
1: that you actually had a retirement problem i mean even though you had that big bag of money you were drawing down on that money and eventually that Mm -hmm. money could run out and you know i want you to have a long happy life and i'm sure you want to have a long happy life but as you're watching that that 401k kind of degrade over time because you're pulling money out to live on it
2: does that make you feel a little uneasy in retirement oh yeah that absolutely and that's the reason that my wife and i were looking for a program, something like Dell's. So what we've been able to do is we now instead of the um, the capital, we keep reinvesting all of the capital and my wife and I live on the cash flow from the each of the apartment complexes. And so what happened is the capital has actually grown. Uh, my net worth is up 50 to 100 uh, percent since the time that uh, we started just in that six years. Because of the fact that the capital's been agro- been growing, and then we live on, on the cash flow, and so we don't ever touch any of the money that uh, that we've got. So if we bought a property for a hundred thousand and sold it for two hundred, we take the two hundred and immediately, you know, within a reasonable time that year, uh, try to reinvest the money, and so that uh, we continue with the depreciation. Everything keeps rolling forward, and we don't end up in paying any taxes on it. Now, where where are
1: you invested? Where what where are these properties located?
2: Um, we're in five states. Uh, I have quite a few in the, uh, Arizona, uh, many more in Texas. I have one in um, uh, Kentucky. I have two in Florida. I had one property in Tennessee that we sold, and I had uh, two in Georgia. And both of those, we just, just sold one of those. So uh, we're in in five states. And how many active investments do you have right now? Um, there's uh, 22 properties right now. We've sold eight of those, and uh, there's about 4,200 doors right now. Uh, the last property we sold had about 30 or 350 doors, so that us down from 4,600. Where do you
1: find the time to collect the rent on 4,200 doors? I mean, that's, that's got to be an almost <laughs> impossible
2: task, Ron. <laughs> Luckily, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm a don't. passive investor. So the lead, what, what does that the mean? The lead has a management company that does that, and so I just uh, send in the money. Uh, then after I send in the money, I look at uh, monthly reports on the financials, and then usually quarterly I get a nice uh, check, either uh, ACH or actually a physical check uh, from the property with uh, what the cash-on-cash cash, uh, return is at that point. At what point in your
1: life did you realize that the real estate was a better option than the 401k? Um,
2: it was. It was not until I actually went to the lifestyles workshop and saw the advantage of the of some of the leverage and the fact that you know they you know you ended up looking at the workshop and you ended up seeing that a, like a ten percent increase in in uh, rents, we're going to go ahead and make such a dramatic change on your investment because of the leverage in which you had in there. So you'd basically double your money with just a 10% increase, and and so it looked very attractive. The the other main thing is the is the risk factor. Um, you know, unless you're one whale of a good stock picker, uh, you may do much better. But uh, <laughs> you, I don't think you can always in, in you know, plan on that. Whereas the real estate, if it looks like the property is is uh, looks pretty good, you're going to do pretty well on that property over time. And uh, the risk level is much, much lower uh, than 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 picking stocks.
1: Let's switch gears, Ron, because I'm really curious about your lifestyle today. What what exactly do you do as a retired person in America who doesn't worry about his income?
2: Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I I don't get up till like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Um, I I do a few things around, and I have, you know, I, I mentioned I was a score mentor, and so I I have uh, people that I mentor, uh, usually from 48 hours a week. I head to the gym um, Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. And I go Sunday Sunday morning, and I play golf on Friday every week. And other than that, my wife uh, may cook dinner at home. We may go out for dinner a couple, two or three times a week. And uh, we just do whatever whatever we want to do, putter, around with our projects. My wife has all kinds of uh, things. She does all the time, so she has all kinds of crafts and other things. And so um, we have a very nice lifestyle. Do you worry about money?
1: Never. <laughs> that is cool, man. That is. I, I don't really worry about it either maybe, maybe not maybe not to the extent that you don't because you you have a bigger portfolio than i do but i'm in that same camp and once once i learned how to invest correctly into assets and i learned that those assets would pay me and i could use that money for whatever i wanted like you know paying off my bills or you know paying for a car payment or something like that and once i got to that place of real estate retirement i was like i don't have to worry about this stuff anymore i just i just enjoy life more how about you
2: Oh yeah, same thing. I I don't don't worry about it. I just uh, we go do any pretty much anything we want to do anytime, and and so uh, just it's just whatever we want to do works out great. What's on your bucket list? What what are
1: the things that you still have to get done?
2: Um, I don't have much of a bucket list. My wife and I, you know, when we go on vacation, we don't we're not sightseers. Uh, We don't. want to go see a whole bunch of stuff we typically go on like when we go on vacation to mexico we pretty much lay by the beach um we'll go out for a nice dinner and lunch um don't don't do much else we just pretty much relax so it's the same the same thing that we have here um I, you know my wife has a lot of uh, single lady friends and so i end up helping them on a number of projects that they have too so if I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing those kind of projects, I could easily do that.
1: <laughs> Talk to me about your legacy plan. I mean, you mentioned earlier that your, your daughters would, would take over your assets when, when you leave this planet. Um, are
2: they involved with real estate investing also? Um, uh, actually, my youngest daughter and her husband are in the real estate business. Um, um, she has managed a big apartment complexes for years. She works for one of the Largest uh, real estate. They, they were working for the second largest, but they got bought out by the largest. So both her, her and her husband work for the largest real estate uh, management company in the country. And uh, she's, she does actually uh, help desk kind of stuff for them now. But like I said, she used to manage big apartment complexes. And then her husband is a uh, uh, regional uh, maintenance director type person. And he does uh, all kinds of inspections on all of their uh, properties. Um, also does, uh, uh, you know, looks at what, yeah, pretty much what needs to be done on this issue with that. So he's been, been in that business for quite a few years also. What do they think
1: about mom and dad doing all this real estate investing?
2: I, we never really asked them.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair. But but they know you're doing it, right?
2: Yeah, oh well, yeah. They, they know they're going to. When we die, they're going to receive a chunk of it. I have, you know, two other uh, daughters too that are going to get some more of it, also, um, and they don't know anything about it at all. So,
1: well, we've got to get them to be members of Lifestyles Unlimited, Ron. That's that's on your bucket list because if they don't know <laughs> okay. what you know, they might have problems.
2: Uh, that could be. Uh, so we may have to add that to the list.
1: You're right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I helped you solve a problem today. This makes me feel really I good about that. myself. Yes. 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 So, so Ron, we just, we just have about a minute left on the show. What would you like to say to our listening audience with regards to getting started with this real estate investing journey that you started?
2: I, I, uh, once again, uh, if you talk to most of the people in lifestyles, the biggest thing they'll say is, um, I wish I would have started years earlier and I feel the same way. I, you know, I wish I would have done this uh, 20 or 30 years ago. Um, I, I can't, uh, tell you how great it would be it would have been to start at that time um i'd have been worth <laughs> many many more millions of dollars it would have been it would have been phenomenal to do that so that would be my advice my advice
1: yeah i'm kind of thinking the the portfolio that you currently have with 22 properties in it might might actually go like fivefold or tenfold i mean do you think that's reasonable
2: absolutely it would have typically you would you would probably double every five years so it would be in 10 years it would be probably four times that that's correct
1: wow that's 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 amazing you just blew my head up thinking about the math ron we're at the end of the show and i want to thank you so much for coming on the show and joining me today i know people learned a lot from you and if you want to get started doing what ron does you want to get started doing what i do you want to do what the fifty thousand members of lifestyles unlimited are doing go to lifestylesunlimited.com sign up for that free workshop and let's get you going